0: is your your recording going? Uh, um, Yeah, my recording's starting on both of them.
1: Alrighty, here we go then. Welcome to the Nerd Mix, episode 3. I'm Laura. I'm Lahani. And we're the Nerd Mix, a brand new podcast where two professional hobbyists chip more than chat about film, television, comics, and everything pop culture. Today's episode is all about... Everything horror and suspense, we took a dive into what Netflix has to offer this October in regards to scares. And we've narrowed it down to three films, The Lazarus Effect, Hush, and The Awakening. So stick around as we dive into the elements of these films, and if they're worth your time. Okay, so, considering that it's October, finally October, it's finally getting a little bit cooler. It's finally fall, and we decided to...
0: <laughs> if you uh, didn't
1: know by all the Starbucks pumpkin flavors, it's fall. <laughs> and that says a lot, since we're, we're located in California, so we don't get much, like, weather change besides, like, hot. We don't hot. know the seasons until the commercials
0: tell us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in, my, in my sense, once Disneyland starts celebrating fall, I'm celebrating <laughs> fall, whether it's 90 degrees or 70 degrees, so...
0: Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm all about that pumpkin spice, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we so October is a great month. Um, this month, uh, everyone's starting to dive into all their horror films and their suspense, suspense films and thrillers. And, of course, TV's most popular suspense and horror show, American Horror Story, started, um, I believe, this month or the end of September. I don't remember. But um, we kind of wanted to touch a little bit on that since it's kind of like the popular thing right now. Um, I've watched almost every season except for Hotel. Lahani, I don't know about you. Um, I watched
0: Asylum, Murder House. I watched a little bit of Freak Show, but then I got really sad about Freak Show. I did not watch Hotel. I watched the first episode, and then I just started this season's of um, My Roanoke Nightmare, I believe. Right, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, I, I didn't watch Hotel... mainly because I just got so far behind and I couldn't catch up. So I don't think it was necessarily because I thought it was boring or slow. It just was I couldn't catch up. Um, But I did start again on this season, which is, like Luhani said, my Roanoke nightmare. Um, Which, if you've watched any season of AHS, you would know that this season um, took a very different tone as far as filming wise um it is set as a documentary so there's there's that real people who experience the nightmare and then there's the uh, i forgot how what they call them like the actors who portray mm-hmm. um the on-screen story um which is very different from what we've ever seen because all we've ever seen is is a is you know the story itself it's never been like a documentary style
0: mm-hmm. um
1: So, I was personally a little bit turned off that it was filmed that way, mainly because I liked the way the other ones were filmed. I feel like they were more, uh, um, they are more compelling and more, I don't know, they just got my attention more. Uh, so it took me a little while, even though we're only on episode five, um, this season, it took me a little while to get used to it, but I'm slowly starting to, to like that element. Um considering that if you're watching the show, you would know that the last episode kind of ends the whole storyline, quote-unquote storyline, but we know that it just doesn't end that easily. Um, There has to be more to it, which I assume we'll find out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, hopefully I'll catch up in time before it gets spoiled for me on the internet, but I really did like the documentary style where they just had the interviews. I thought it brought, like it it was refreshing to the whole entire series mm-hmm. just because i was get even though it's in an, an, a horror story like i thought it was just too much of the same except okay this is this year's theme and it was just the same kind of me get ag- me against this we're trying to rise above there's the misfits like, everybody kind of played the same exact role. Mm-hmm. And I thought with this one, they casted new people and kind of switched around a lot, like um, Sarah Paulson's character, and I forget the other woman's name, but they're basically the same characters. And I thought that was really interesting, and I explored um, the actors itself, because it seemed like throughout each season they were kind of stereotyped as something. Right,
1: yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, I think it's, there's a lot of change um, this season, even as far as not having an opening credit scene, um, mm-hmm. whereas every other season had that opening credit scene with that, you know, the main theme song or whatever. As far as even taking that out, but I knew, I knew personally that when I saw that this was a different style, I knew that they were going to use that, this documentary style, to progress the storyline even more. Even from mm-hmm. the first episode, I felt like I felt like jumping so drastically. For no reason other than changing, a, changing the changing the type of filming, mm-hmm. I knew that there had to be something more than that, and and I can see as the, the season is progressing um, that they're gonna use this documentary to progress the storyline even more, which you don't see often. You see people using you know the way it's filmed to you know be different, but you don't see them using the, the way they're filming to progress the storyline. Um, you don't see that very. Often and I think that's refreshing in that sense, and uh, I'm looking forward to that even more. Um, and Kathy Bates, I'm looking forward to seeing her more because she's just she's just amazing in herself. <laughs> For me, it's Sarah Paulson. I was just like, yes, she's one of the main leads. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I me love too. her. She's so, so good, I. I, and and she won. She won a, a Emmy. Yes. An Emmy for, uh, I forget the, the name of... The, the um, O.J. Simpson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which I did not know she was in. I mean, I don't keep up on the Emmys. I don't really watch them as much as I keep up on the Academy Awards. But I was very, mm-hmm. very excited to see that she won. Because I personally think she's one of the best act- actresses mm-hmm. right now. Even though you don't hear a lot from her, she's not really in the limelight. Which I think is smart. Because um, I have a little bit more respect for her than I do... Um, other actresses. Yeah, it's it's very
0: cool to see someone progress the way she did and still be very level-headed. She's not too much in the limelight. She just she's an actor. Right, right. She's not a celebrity. And I think she's that's why actor. a lot more people respect and I really her. like that.
1: So, AHS, this season, My Roanoke Nightmare, if you guys have not um, watched any season of AHS, you're just kind of curious. It is an anthology show, so every season is a different storyline, but the, for the most part, the same actors and actresses um, will play different roles, which is very intriguing, which is why I think a main part of why AHS is so great because it never gets boring. It never gets old. It's always a different um, story every every season. Um, Mm -hmm. And they don't go with
0: just horror, like, jump scares that kind of stuff it's American Horror Story is just more of horrific tales like the first one is Murder House and there is ghosts but the second one is an asylum and it's talking about like medical it's, treatment it's, it's, it's ideas system, and topics and
1: yeah, the talk ma- about the, the horrific ideas yeah. like it's one of those shows where there'll be scenes yeah. they'll be seen and it will be like wow that's extremely uncomfortable to watch whether it be you know gore wise mm-hmm. or or just weird plain weird um And that's what I like about it, because it isn't one of those, you know, pick off one by one, scare tactics type of thing. It's very different in that sense. So if you haven't had a chance to watch it, and you like horror, and you like suspensive thrillers, AHS is very, very good. Um, You can really start with any season, um, because like I said, it's different every single season. Mm -hmm. Um, I do, I suggest suggest watching it from the beginning, because they're very, very good in the beginning, Um, Freak Show gets a little slow in my personal opinion, but, um, uh, they're all pretty, pretty good and worth your time in that sense. Um, but I do recommend watching them from the beginning to where we are now because they're starting to connect a little bit. Not like, uh, obviously connecting, but it's connecting different elements of all the seasons. So, I do recommend watching it from episode, or from season one to season six i believe we're on um so yeah so ahs watch mm-hmm. it check it out let us know what you guys think about it we would love to hear from you we like it that's why we're advertising it <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> <laughs>
1: they did not say love us talking we genuinely about that show, like the show it is so weird <laughs> and great at the same time so um yeah so let's get back to what we're here for so netflix you guys have a Netflix subscription? This applies yeah. to you. If you don't, what are you doing with your life? Because Netflix is great. Um, and we went on and, and we uh, <laughs> we went to see what type of horrors they have on there. I never really checked their, their horror section or thriller section. That's just, I usually only check it in October. But we went in and we checked and we narrowed it down to three films. Lohani, what are they?
0: So we took uh, a look at the Lazarus Effect, Hush, and The Awakening. Um, They weren't the more traditional horror where someone's being like, possessed or there's too many jump scares we kind of went towards the more independent uh laura actually picked the films because i am a scaredy cat so i did not want to make the decision that i would regret later so these are
1: i, I swear i just went off of no one yeah movie i, I was had too to um, think any of the movies two of these movies i had never seen before i had never seen the lazarus effect uh, and i had never seen hush i had seen the awakening um a few times <clears throat> but um, I haven't seen it recently, and the reason why I like that film so much is because it, it has to do with ghosts, but it it has to be, do with debunking ghosts. Um, until obviously, I'm not gonna give any give away anything. But it's it's more interesting and non traditional in that sense. Um, and the other two I'd never seen before, so I was really excited mm-hmm. to watch them and see what. I was just really happy you didn't um pick I don't know the what taking that of is, Deborah Logan.
0: The-, <laughs> the one Oh, it was um so we picked, we picked the films based off of uh an article that we read you always see those articles flowing floating around these are the new ones to add um for this month for Mm -hmm. netflix or themed uh lists and this one is about a case of alzheimer's turns out to be a case of seriously demonic possession and of an older lady so they think she's just like dementia but it turns out she's being possessed
1: and the picture alone scares me. So I was really glad I didn't oh, have yeah. to actually I endure that whole stay entire away film from, like demonic stuff. Just because I don't handle it very well. Um, a friend of mine took me to go watch the uh I forgot the name of the movies. Um anyway, she took me to go watch some like demonic like exorcism type movies and uh I was scarred for like 2 weeks after that I kept seeing things in my dark hallway. I I have an insane imagination. So if I watch stuff like that it just gets <laughs> out of hand. Um but no, I decided to pick ones that were kind of anyone can really tolerate. Um probably some more than others. But people who are a little bit more get a little bit more scared, a little bit more jumpy. I feel like these are great movies to get, you know, the Halloween feel from without being tormented and traumatized um <laughs> <laughs> which i am forever um, in your depth so form. yeah so today we're going to talk about the first one on our list which is uh let's start with the awakening let's get with that
0: okay so the awakening so, <laughs> The Awakening is a 2011 uh, British horror film. It was directed and co-written by Nick Murphy, starring Rebecca Hall, Dominic West, Isaac Hepston Wright, and Imelda Staunton. It's about this woman who basically, um, bu- played by Rebecca Hall, her name is Florence Carth- Cathcart. She is a published author and... On uh, supernatural hoaxes and she works with the police and exposes people who are taking advantage of regular folk on the supernatural so if you wanted to contact um, a dead husband wife or just basically a loved one and you pay like an insane amount of money to um, reach them there's people who would take advantage of that and she debunked these until she is called away on a case at a boy's preparatory or boys boarding school and it seems that maybe her debunking skills aren't Yeah, prepared it's interesting for what's thing. about it to happen. I,
1: I like <laughs> like we always kinda bash on like the traditional scare tactics, but I do like the, the traditional idea of placing it in like the, the setting. Um, mm-hmm. so we're set in a, in a in a in a in a in a all boys boarding school. I don't know what year it is, nineteen 19- do you know what year it is? Um, nineteen. I don't... Oh, it's nineteen twenties. Yeah, 1920s. yeah. It's, it's yeah, because set... she was wearing like a pantsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she. It's set in, a, in an earlier time, um, and so we get already that really ominous feel. There's this great scene. This great scene where she pulls up to the school, and it's just like in the middle of nowhere, like in the middle of like this forest and this in an empty field, and like there's just all these boys and the way the story starts is all these boys are scared. They are scared to death because something is happening in this school. And of course, um early character's reasoning for being there is to debunk the fact that there is a ghost. She's there to find basically, you know, some naughty little boy messing around and scaring people. Um and and I like the idea that it's set in a traditional like you know, haunted school or, you know. It's very British. (laughs) Yeah, it is very British. It's a very British film. (laughs) Um, But it it, it works, it works toward the storyline. And that's what I like about it. I like traditional elements in that sense. um, But I did overall like this film. I did feel like it was, she was obviously being the leading, the leading role. She, she held her part and she did her job and it shows her kind of having doubt. I think doubt is one of the scariest things because you're here, you're this successful published author, um, about, you know, ghosts don't really exist. There's always a, 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 a realistic reason behind it. Yeah. And, and it's,
0: um, it's a very good traditional ghost story, but it's like a mystery, like a detective story.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think she deals a lot the, the scariest element about this is that she begins to doubt herself. She's realizing that maybe not everything she's preaching here in this book is, you know, is every scenario is different. Um and she's realizing that and she's realizing that yeah, well, yeah, I guess there are ghosts, you know, like and I think uh facing Every, she's facing the opposite scariest part about it because you you start this whole film is her and how she's dealing with it and what she does with it and um, to save all these little boys and all the people that work there from being mm-hmm. tormented by this um, this ghost. So
0: this is probably like the spoiler part, but I want to jump into like specific scenes and um, the plot itself for the awakening. So um, initially, when after you see her debunk a um, I guess they're trying to call a ghost after you see that she gets called away by this man who works at the boarding school um, Mallory and they mm. head over to the school and while they're driving, you know their driver is a particularly suspicious character. You can already see him and Mallory right. I think he's the groundskeeper have some have an issue with each other regarding that the, about the war that just recently happened. Right, there, like uh, Mallory yeah. did go to the war and he fought with some people, uh fought with his friends and mm-hmm. he was the only one alive. And he came
1: out, he came out with the, uh, yeah,
0: he, he came, came with, with injuries, injuries and too. he, he unfortunately watched his friends pass while the groundskeeper lied about his ability to go and stayed and avoided the whole entire war. So they have that going between him, but the groundskeeper himself is the typical groundskeeper keeper that's like creepy he's not over the top but his motives yeah his motives seem contrived but he doesn't he seems more of like that
1: calm psychopath
0: yeah yeah but his reasoning for things is just he's just crazy like there's no reason behind it which kind of bothered me a bit i had wished that there was more to him because the some of the characters seemed a bit this is what we need for the story, not this is what's naturally happening for the setting. But the movie itself starts off creepy. They're driving in, they almost run over a little kid. The little kid's staring into the car. Um, one of the kid who avoid, who attends the school, stares in the car real hard. And it was a moment where I was just like, all right, the kids are gonna be creepy too, and nothing scarier to yeah, me than and, like creepy kids. And, and you kids. get,
1: you <laughs> get a little bit of that of that Children of the Corn esque, yeah, type of feeling anything that has to do with children uh personally just like chills me to the bone like i don't like scary kids yeah um but like i said like that whole scene and setup where she's their drive she's pulling up to the school for the first time it's really really eerie and we really do get that children of the corn type like something's not right here with these kids something's wrong with these mm-hmm. kids and 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 We don't really know what until we dive deeper into the story.
0: Yeah, and once we get to the school, we get, um, I forget her official title of at the school, her job, but she takes, basically she takes care of the kids. And she's already like really creepy and off and introduced to us as such. And once our main character is, um, arrives at the school, she's introduced to this, I guess, I forgot. Her title, but she basically take care takes care of the boys. She's already introduced as uh, a weird, kind of weird, off,
1: eccentric. Well, I, she's kind of a fanatic. Yeah. Um, she, she's a fanatic of of of, of Florence. Mm-hmm. Um, the the main girl, the author. Oh, Mod Hill. She, she's yeah yeah she's read her book she knows what type of atmosphere she likes to um, investigate in like she's kind of like this fangirl and and she puts all of her trust in in Florence to to do all this stuff um, but she's also I believe like the main like housemaid
0: yes that that's what i was looking for. Yeah, she's are yeah. she's introduced. She's very weird off asking her a bunch of questions. She has that smile that makes you uncomfortable because this she holds it a little too long and um she's kind of like following our main character Florence Cathcart around and you're like, "Okay, you're going to be a a weirdo too like everybody who works yeah, at this yeah. school is very weird so we go through the mm-hmm. motions of her solving the case we see her little tricks on how she catches ghosts how she um catches people who are haunting and it comes to the realization spoilers once again um that the boys are playing a trick they're trying to scare mm-hmm. the other boys But Mm -hmm. one of the details is revealed and the boys are like, no, we didn't do that. And that's when you're like, all right, now the ghost hunting will begin because the boys are like, no, 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 we didn't do that. We um, it was just a joke. We didn't do that detail. And she finds a small like a small room of the house that has um, different scenes played out from when or different yeah different scenes of the mansion it's like a smaller scale of the boarding school
1: yeah it's a replica of the boarding school and um she finds it in this 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 empty room that's like at the the top level of the boarding school it's it's kind of creepy and things are she's looking inside and and someone's arranging these dolls to like you know represent things that have happened recently Mm -hmm. and um and she doesn't know who's doing it, but we are, well, we, we do, we see, we have, we kind of have an idea of who is doing this. Um, it's, you know, we only start seeing him more and when we, when Florence herself realizes that there's something else here. Mm-hmm. Um, and she starts to feel like she's losing her wits a little bit. She feels like she's going a little crazy. Um, because remember, she's here to to prove that this isn't real. Like this, this, this has to be a little boy doing mischief. Yet she's facing something that's not of this world, and it, it's and it it kind of throws her off her balance a little bit. This whole entire movie, I don't know about you, felt like really creepy
0: and ha- didn't scare me though. It was just disturbing and creepy. But like the different parts that had the jump scares or su- supposedly scare you a bit didn't really it was just more of one of these things is not like the other like oh you see yeah. kids you see like a boy's feet um kicking in the background you're like wait that's the ghost but it didn't so much as scare me as just
1: like oh girl turn around <laughs> look behind yeah, you I, I, I feel like this film more than anything was entertaining yeah like it had just enough of everything but not enough to traumatize us, right? Like, if if on a on a scare scale of like one to ten, I would give this film like a seven. Yes, definitely. Like, it's not production like, was great, oh,
0: costume was great, but the um I think it was just ex maybe execution or the story itself that you were just like yeah and not quite amazing. It was predictable. Like you would it you was, would yeah. solve some you would solve um the story of a little boy who was haunting the place before it presented itself you mm-hmm. kind of knew which actions would have which reactions you know you went the fort the groundskeeper and you are having an argument in the middle of the forest girl you need to stop arguing with him because he's going to attack you then he attacks her yeah it was just that those kind of things where you were it was predictable in that sense but it was still entertaining there
1: there are all those moments where you're like, what are you doing? You're stupid. Don't do that. Don't go in that closet. Don't go stand... Don't go hide behind the chainsaws. Like, it's just... You You get some of those of those feelings, but there's not many. Um, It's not enough to take away from the film itself. I think...
0: I think we should talk about, like, our favorite scenes and our least favorite scenes. I already have, like, mine in mind, if you don't oh. mind me going first. Okay. No, go for it. Go for it. gives me time to <laughs> My, um... My favorite scene is where she's looking into the replica of the house, and she's the first time you see it. You're just like, "Oh, okay." There's like the different kids going to the school, and it's and, but there's the the ghost that's standing behind her in the one room she's looking in that is the same mm-hmm. room as her, and then the ghost is behind her, and she mm-hmm. and she sees herself leaning into the the replica in the house. I was like no. Not okay. And yep. I thought that scene was creepy, but then when they did it again, except it was all the scenes of what she did. Yeah. I Or maybe actually it was that, the same that. scene. Yeah, it was the same scene where it was all the things she did to find the ghost, and then the last room she looked into was the room where she she was in, and the ghost was standing behind her. And I was like, yeah. no. That's actually... That that, that had so, an eerie... That was so creepy. And I yeah. I think... My least favorite was, um... oh, when um Mallory was in the bathtub and then he got out and he was like kind of mutilating himself. Oh, yeah, yeah that was in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. that was my least favorite because I just thought if we didn't have that scene, it wouldn't have made a difference. It wasn't necessary to I... me. Oh, okay,
1: yeah, I can see that. Because I already see that I, he's I,
0: tortured and stuff, and he has his demons. For him to, like, actually physically do that and how the story ended, well, I, think, I thought was
1: kind of weird. I think that scene um, adds to the whole Peeping Tom aspect. Mm. Because when she was looking at him, she, we we now we know that this Peeping Tom hole, like, spoiler alert, <laughs> um, but we know that that, that, that Peeping Tom hole is there. Yeah. So it plays more into the... It plays more into the scene that comes after that, where mm. she's in the tub. Yeah. How it slipped around. Yeah. Um, I, uh, my, mm, my <laughs> favorite scene goes back, goes back. The one, I'm going to say my favorite scene, the one that got me the most. And I don't know if it was, was because I wasn't fully paying attention to what was happening or I was just super into it. But, um, the scene where she, uh, is in the bathtub. So it's the reverse scene. Um, and she's getting out of the room and she remembers that there's that peeping tom hole there. Um, and she stands up and she gets out and she thinks it's Mallory. Like, she feels like she, Mallory's, like, peeping on her. And she's like, it's okay. Like, I, I guess because they're trying to, to put the foundation that there's, there's something between them, um, mm-hmm. like, romantically. Uh, and she goes and she, she looks into the hole and you can see the other room and then all of a sudden the ghost... Like it's there inside the hole. Like you we see we get a really we see it for the first time really, really well. Um and and that that is was one of my favorite scenes, alongside the scene where she comes upon the boarding school for the first time. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just a very beautiful scene and kind of set the tone for for the entire show or film. Um least favorite can I just say the the ending? Yeah, go for it. I mean, we said spoiler like twice. If they if no, you're still I'm not, listening, like, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say like the ending. But I I really didn't like. I wasn't fully satisfied with the ending. It was too contrived, I think. Yeah, it was. It was a little bit um, mutilated. It was kind of one of those those things where you feel as though it. it kind of gave up a little bit um without destroying the entire film altogether like um i just personally didn't like the ending if you guys watched this let us know if you think the ending was like amazing then prove me wrong but
0: um <laughs> let i us didn't... know
1: why we're wrong <laughs> yeah, yeah let us know why we're wrong but personally i just didn't like the ending but i did like the movie as a whole i would give it like like i said like a, like an average horror film like a 7 out of 10 maybe i would give it um but yeah, I did like it overall. Um
0: yeah, I overall really liked it. I thought the pacing was good for the overall movie and then towards the end too much was happening
1: mm-hmm. that they're
0: just it kind of got thrown in our face and then um after the the big reveal of what happened to the little boy, it was it was too much for me to take. There were too many things they had to put invest into that reveal that
1: it right, didn't which, feel genuine, which to me. made it it made it feel rushed a bit. Yeah, because there were so many things coming from so many different mm-hmm. angles that it was a bit rushed. But yeah, that happens sometimes, and that's okay as long as you're entertained by the film. Yeah, and if in your opinion it's a good film, um, so that that was the Awakening, um, and that was our first movie we're going to talk about. Our second one we are going to talk about. Let's hit up Hush. Hush. So Hush um is a two thousand sixteen film, so it's new. It was directed by Mike Flanagan and it was written by Mac Flanagan and Kate Siegel. And starring Kate Siegel, John Gallinger Jr. and Michael Truco. Truco, Truco. Pretty sure I'm butchering that. But
0: um, He'll contact bas- us.
1: He'll let us know we're wrong. <laughs> Basically the synopsis is what caught my attention on this one because I thought it was a really creative Um, concept so basically this film is about a deaf writer who has retreated into the woods to live a solitary life um she must fight for her life in silence when a masked killer appears at her window Ooh. not good so basically she's deaf she can't hear um and she's uh, mute, so no
0: one can hear her yell and they also put it inside a forest which i'm like This poor woman is going to be traumatized. This has a lot of
1: basic horror film, like, tactics. Um, We got a house in the middle of the forest. Her neighbors aren't very close. You know, they're all pretty far stretched. Um, uh, And we have a murderer on the loose. But what made this so appealing is the fact that from the beginning, no matter what happens to her, this murderer has a one-up on her, and that's the fact that he can hear her, but okay. she can't hear him. So making that incredibly challenging, and already the tension there is huge because you have you tried, you know, taking away one of your senses. You know, it's basically like knocking the, a crutch out from underneath you, you know, or cutting off one of your legs. Like it's it's one of those things where you have to learn to rely. She. Her Character has to learn how to rely on all her other senses, her sense of sight mainly, um, and like vibrations filling, um, to be able to get out of the situation alive. And that's what intrigued me so much about this film is because I haven't seen anything like this before. I mean, I don't know about you, but this is a fairly unique concept, um. Mm-hmm. And that's why I picked it, and that's why I liked this film so much. Yes, there was a lot of traditional scare tactics, um, but I liked it because... It was a twist. It it's was like taking you, something the,
0: original and then adding spice on
1: it. Yeah, and you, the audience, you have the same impairments as she does. Um, So you're not seeing this from his, the, rob- the murderer's point of view. You're seeing this from hers. So not only... Can you not hear? Like, she can't hear him. You can't hear him either. So a lot of the jump scares are great because of that, because we don't know they're coming. Um, and and that's what I liked about it. And I guarantee you, even though the jump scares were pretty normal, they got me. Every single one of them got me. I was sitting there, like, jumping around everywhere, had my hands over my eyes like a baby. <laughs> um...
0: Yeah. Hush, I really, really liked Um, the concept. I really, I'm really glad that you picked it because I didn't want to watch something, get, try to get through a movie. I was genuinely intrigued. I watched it with one of my friends and uh, the story starts out with her um, and her friend visiting with each other and kind of shows you how she how her life is being deaf and mute so um, the different tricks she does to uh to go through her every day and to jump forward a bit then we meet our our villain for this movie where he basically (laughs) her friend comes up to the window is knocking on the window and our main (laughs) character maddie cannot hear her so i'm already like, this poor neighbor is going to turn die. Around, right? Turn around. You're, you're, I'm like, can't you hear the vibrations or something? Can't you feel it? Her friend gets murdered at the window. And the guy comes up and is just stabbing her against the window while Maddie is going about her day mm-hmm. while her friend Sarah dies. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God. My my heart can't take this because it's, like, right there happening. The villain kills her. And then he realizes that um, Maddie didn't notice anything and so he's starting to understand um she's deaf she's yeah. deaf so he watches he he's wearing a creepy mask by the way so he he walks away kind of watches her for her a bit and you see her talk to her sister and go through that um the rest of her nightly routine until you realize um t- he he's in the background. Took the phone, and sends her a message while she's on her laptop.
1: And you're like, "All right, it's going to begin.
0: The yeah. tragedy I, will and, begin." Yeah, and, and now. I don't
1: know if like I'm secretly like a sociopath, but like when when she, her neighbor was getting brutally killed at the window, and she's not even realizing that she's just cooking in her kitchen mm-hmm. and like I was like smiling the whole time because I realized that this was gonna be a good film I was mm-hmm. like oh yes like this is gonna be good like and then once the murderer realized that she was hearing she had a, an impairment mm-hmm. and then he was just like you you kind of get a glimpse into like he knows that he's about to get another kill like come on yeah. she's deaf like what is, like what is she gonna do type of thing like and, and you feel vulnerable at that sense, too. You feel vulnerable because she's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I really did. Like, the whole laptop scene where she's FaceTiming and she gets a message from herself. Like, I'm sorry. I'm here on my laptop right now. And, like, if a, if a text message text message comes in on my Mac and it's from myself, I'm about to freak out because somebody has my phone and it's not me. Um, so that whole scene just really, like... It wrecked just, you. It They built on top of every scene of... Coming to him coming in the house, it built upon each other, and it was just great. Like, it was just one thing after the number. The only thing with that, it was one thing after another, and she didn't realize any of it until she got that one text. hmm And I thought that that was so, like, thrilling to me
0: it the movie kept a very good pacing like things you're you're right it kept kept going right after another if you weren't watching her then something was happening in the background mm-hmm. where it kept the action going cuz you would you would think all right woman alone in her house in the woods it would be slower but it kept a good pace of either action or anticipation because you there's this guy just walking around you know he cuts off the power to make sure he she can't um send any messages for help since he has her phone and you're just for me i'm like what are you gonna do what are you gonna do i mean without her imp without her impairments i'd still be like what are you gonna do this is still not a good situation he literally took like everything
1: you know i'm glad you realized that too that because kind of go back a little bit you said that if you're not paying attention to her there's things happening in the background and a lot of this movie is that because i'm glad you recognize that because i didn't really i didn't really realize that until you said it but i mean there's really not much sound happening in the film mm-hmm. it comes in and out um but yeah like I guess, like you said if you're not paying attention to her like the cool part is looking in the background because there's always something happening in the background because she can't hear it so that's it, kind of how like they're using that aspect to add suspense to the film, um, and that adds a lot to the thrill of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you realized that because I didn't. I didn't actually think about that until until you said something right now. So kudos. She made kudos a... on that. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Um, she made a lot of um, smart decisions too that I haven't mm-hmm. seen in mm-hmm. in film. Like when she threw her flashlight into the woods to make it seem like she was running away. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen that where I was like, oh, okay, you're making very smart, informed decisions. she's smart. it it backtracked in
1: some ways where I was like, girl, no, that is not what you need to do. Well, I think a lot of the things that she did wrong was just a part of the circumstances that she was in. But she was smart prey. Mm -hmm. Like, I like that she was smart because, you know, you want your prey to be smart. There's no chase unless the prey is smart, you know? Mm -hmm. Like... And um I rather have I rather have her be smart than be like just some dumb girl who's going to get killed anyways. Like
0: the typical like, horror movie where mm-hmm. you're just like, "Well, you deserve to die cuz you made the worst yeah. decision." Not yeah, a bad I, decision,
1: the worst one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. So, uh, yeah, and just some of the, the bad decisions that she did make it was kind of like, "Uh, like yeah. really would you have made any would you have made a different decision or it was one of those things where that's all that she could do?" Yeah. Like he backed her into a corner and that's all she really could do.
0: Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, like, the flashlight, the car alarm, um, and then go try, trying to get the phone from Sarah's pocket, her friend that she realized was dead. He, like, which was super creepy. He brings up her friend's dead body and, like, bit, taps her against the window, and you realize he's using her friend's body to, like, torment her. Like, right. hey, not only did I threaten to kill you, I've already killed, here's proof it's your closest friend. Yeah. It's... (laughs) I would have lost it, but she kept her... Like, she kept her cool. She was always thinking two steps forward ahead of him. However, he was very quick to catch up.
1: Yeah, she was very logistically... Like, logistic-wise, like... That, and she was in her own home. Technically, I mean, yes, he had a one-up on him, but she also had that. At least Mm -hmm. At least she had that. It was her home. She knew her way around the house already. Um... She knew where to go, where to hide, where she could hide—all the possibilities of cover that that house provided. So I think she definitely had that at her at her fingertips as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but like on a scare scale of one to ten, um, I would give it about the same as The Awakening. I would give it a seven because it was it did have. Seven for a different reason. Like, it didn't have those jump scares that worked really, really well. Um, Matter of fact, they kind of scared me a little bit more than The Awakening did.
0: Yes. Yes. This movie was scary for different reasons. Like, Mm -hmm. the jump scare is always going to get me, no matter what, if I know it's coming. But The Awakening didn't so much as scare me as the anticipation of being scared. With this Mm -hmm. one, I was more scared for her than scared myself because there's this crazy man for no reason wearing a mask trying to kill her like he literally could have just moved on and not have tried to kill her but that um, spoiler there's this one scene where she's like writes in lipstick on the window won't tell didn't see um, didn't see um, your face boyfriend coming home soon right and he takes off his mask and then you're just like well now Alice is down the rabbit hole
1: yeah <laughs>
0: you, it's one of the
1: things where he just set her up basically like for failure it was yeah kind of like well guess what now you did see me so now I get to kill you yeah like so. he didn't
0: care he didn't care the reason why he has no motives the fact is he wanted to kill you because he he thought it might be fun, and that's yeah. that's what scared me, like, his capabilities. True.
1: That's a true sociopath right
0: there. Yeah, but he himself didn't so much scare me, if that makes sense. His actions, no, not him. Like, the things he yeah. was doing was scary, but, like, him himself, I was like, for, there were parts where I was like, yeah, it's an actor. <laughs> it's yeah. A, it's an actor acting scary, but um, what was some of your favorite parts?
1: oh and definitely favorite. the def. my favorite part definitely was the getting the text message from her own self um like that whole computer scene was one of my favorite scenes also um when she was underneath the uh the patio mm-hmm. and she was trying to get out of the house and into the car um those were also some of my favorite scenes my least favorite scenes are when more people started coming into the story so, for when the boyfriend came home, or the husband, or whoever he was, the best friend's husband, or whatever.
0: Oh, yeah, the, the boyfriend, John.
1: Yeah, the boyfriend came home. Like, I didn't really like those scenes. I was kind of like, eh. I felt like it, the film would have did fine without them. Um, I felt like they could have resolved the issue without them. Um, so, those scenes were kind of, like, my least favorite. But, besides that, I love, um, I love the ones where she's, like, you know, up on her, her second story and she's uh, she's standing there and you kind of just see him pop up into the background, like into the window. Like some of those scenes are like the ones that got me scared. So I was really – because, I mean, ultimately I was watching this to get scared. I was like, all right, come on, scare me. Like what what do you got? And so a lot of these scenes did. So I was really, really happy with those ones. Um, I got to say – a lot of the scenes you
0: mentioned were standout scenes for me. I mm-hmm. think my least favorite was when the boyfriend came home, but for like different reason. Like he was going to help her and save her, and like mm-hmm. spoiler, um, basically she distracts him, and he ends up getting killed. And then the guy, while he's killing the boyfriend, he's like, "I wouldn't have able be- wouldn't have been able to take you had it not been for Maddie distracting him." And I was like. Why doesn't anyone ever learn when the killer is in front of
1: somebody do not distract someone? Right. Do not distract them. Right. Cuz it all could have been resolved and ended right there. Yeah. Exactly. That's another re- that I agree with that reason. I feel like that's that's valid. <laughs> <laughs> and then my um my favorite scene
0: is actually when she was hiding under the porch oh, and yeah, he was yeah. walking around. How I like the shot of her reaching up underneath the porch to feel where he's walking I thought that shot was very the actor the shot itself and the sound that came with it was very um just very well done
1: yeah I liked it because I felt like it was she it it showed her intelligence and it showed her her utilizing what she had yeah rather than just being impaired you know
0: yeah, handy capable. Let's be honest, because yeah. this girl killed it, and yeah. I just I really liked that they showed her different strengths that she's using things to her advantage, mm-hmm. and it never once did her being deaf totally um, screw her over. Yeah, screw her over. Basically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like her they didn't treat it like oh because she's deaf she's gonna have way more problems than the average person and. Yeah. No, she just had to look at she had to handle situations differently, but never right. did it go well. If you heard him, this would have been better. And I thought that was very important mm-hmm. for so many reasons. And I think <laughs> um my other favorite fil- favorite um scene was Poor Maddie is so close to getting out there, but she has to run back in towards the end of the film uh, or end of the movie, and then she realizes she drops the one last crossbow, reaches for it, pulls her hand back, but he smashes her hand oh, to crap yeah. in the the door, just smashes it. And I, this part has me screaming for different reasons, of course, because you see her mingled hand I thought that Mm -hmm. was interesting, too, that they didn't show that it was just broken. They showed her hand was mangled and Mm. that he is threatening to enter and um, basically calling her stuff from the outside after she's able to shut the door. And then she writes in her own blood, do it, coward. And I'm like, all right, thank you badass woman. (laughs) I like that she writes in her own blood, do it, coward. You're like, she has reached a level of, I ain't gonna take you anymore. I am not gonna take this. You either kill me or I kill you. I am done. I don't wanna play. Yeah. And I thought she was very important.
1: I feel like we're 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 kind of rounding the seam of of, of strong female heroines in in very unfortunate situations. That's um, basically the theme of all the movies we watched. Laura, yeah, I low key. <laughs> I, I didn't even know. Look at that; it's in the back of my mind. Right. Um, so yeah, that's Hush. Um, by the way, all these films that we're we're talking about um, are on Netflix, um, so you can go on and watch them right now. Watch them tonight. Get some popcorn and watch them right now. Um, but so that was Hush. Um, and our last but la- la- not least, probably one my favorite of all three is The Lazarus Effect, um, which was filmed in 2015, directed by David Gelb, mm-hmm. written by Luke Dawson and Jeremy Slater, starring Mark Duplass, Olivia Wilde, Sarah Bulger, Evan Peters, and Donald Glover. Now, this-
0: had an all a really good cast. I was I didn't even know about this movie, and when I saw all the uh, when as I was watching it and they were introducing each character, I was so surprised be, that they were all working together. Like I mm-hmm. didn't realize how good
1: um, the cast was. Yeah, and and I think Olivia Wilde, I feel like she should do more horror films because she did very very well in this one. And and then of course we got Evan Peters, who is not a you know he's used to horror because he's actually in ahs what we were talking about earlier in the podcast um he's one of the the main uh actors who kind of reprises his role every season um or his face every season but and then we have don glover who i am he's rubbing off on me not just because of this but a lot of the things that he's working on
0: oh you started watching Uh, did you start watching atlanta I did
1: not start watching Atlanta.
0: It's good. It's good. Me too. He's NH- um, I keep
1: seeing previews for it. Um, he's funny
0: and sarcastic in it, but like obviously not like community where he's like dumb. He's very smart and um, well intellectual everyone... in various ways.
1: Everyone keeps saying like they need to cast him as like the young Lando Carizian from Star Wars, and I'm like all about that. I'm just like, yes, <laughs> do it. Excuse me, is him. there a Kickstarter for this? Because <laughs> <laughs> I will gladly donate all my all my paycheck to that. Like I want to see th- I want to see this happen. Um, but yeah, so the cast is is very well known. If you watch it, you'll see a lot of familiar faces in it. Um, and this is, this came out last year, so it's it's not old, it's fairly new. Um, but the synopsis for this is basically, um, we follow a group of researchers led by Frank and his wife Zoe, who have discovered a way to bring people back from the dead. After the dean of the university funding them, um... Discovers their project, he shuts down the underground project, which put which pushes the group of researchers to go rogue, in an attempt to save what is left of their research. A horrible accident occurs, and the group realizes the extent and dangers of their research. Research, so yes, um, it, the group or the wife, the husband and wife, Frank and Zoe, have created the serum called the Lazarus serum, and if you guys aren't familiar. With Lazarus. He is from the Bible. He was brought back from the dead. Um, so it kind of is playing on that. Um, and they create the serum that uh, brings people back from the dead in order to give doctors another shot at trying to heal them or fix whatever's wrong with them. Um, so we, the one thing that I realized with this film is that it goes against story structure a bit um because of course you know in basic horror films or in any movie not even horror just any type of genre you always they always show the normal life of these characters first right like the one of the like a few of the first scenes are the normal life like who they are getting to know them you know and then there's that inciting incident that pushes these characters into the you know reason why we're telling the story you know like um, and that always begins at the end of Act One. We're pushed into this, into this, uh, you know, whatever is happening. Um, whereas in this film, we we get a glimpse, audience, like a small well, glimpse, of their everyday. Well, we do, but it's it, we as an audience are like we're given time, like we're given time to get to know the characters, hmm. their normal lifestyle, the happy story. I mean, is it, this whole norm... norm nor? I don't even know if there's a word. I don't even know if there's a word. Normality? normal Normalcy? Mm-hmm. Normalcy. Normalcy is pushed well into the second act. Whereas normally, you know, the inciting incident would take place somewhere in the middle of the first act, and then by the end of the second... By the end of the first act, we're into the story already. Whereas this one, this whole normalcy of it is pushed to, like, the middle of Act 2. Like, things don't start hitting the fan until about the middle of Act 2, um, the end of Act 2. Um, and then Act 3 has a lot of, of things going on. But I feel like we get to know the character. We have more time than normal to get to know these characters. We get attached to them. We see what's important to them. We see their home life, their work life. Um, the dynamic between all these characters, like their romance and all the you know all the all their you know fetishes and all this stuff, we see all this stuff, which I feel was a great way to do it because when they start making decisions mm-hmm. that would other that would be deemed you know otherwise bad decisions, we understand like I understand why he made a decision that's stupid. But I understand why you made it because I know your character now. I understand we were given way more than enough time to understand and gain sympathy for you. And now something's terrible has happened. Now I understand. Yes, it's stupid, but I get it. And I think that that is one of the biggest differences that we see in this film. Um, And, and there's kind of like a, a weird, a weird religious aspect to this too. You know, not oh, yeah, just, Not just with the name,
0: mm-hmm. you know, the
1: Lazarus effect, but with Zoe and her nightmares that she's having.
0: Yeah, you think um, the film kind of presents it that she uh, is visiting hell in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. There's, like, fire, there's a little girl, and we assume that it's uh, Zoe dealing with um, going to hell. That's something for what she's done, because they talk about how what each character thinks happens to them after they die. Um, and she she is a believer, so you kind of think that... She, it kind of alludes to the fact that she did something to her pa- in her past or something that she thinks she might go to hell for, and she's kind of, like, working towards or that, it.
1: Yeah, and, even, and even, even then it shows that she's not moving on. Like, something's yeah. keeping her in this realm. Yeah. you know, like something that has happened in her past. She's obviously having some post traumatic, you know, some PTSD from an incident that happened in her childhood. Yeah. Um, and and this guilt is holding her back from reaching the next life or whatever. You know, yeah. like, and um, that's
0: that's kind of how she, um Zoe explains it when she comes back from spoiler. She's accidentally killed in the accident when they sneak back in and they're trying to recreate the the experiment before after it's been stolen and she dies and when her husband uh mark duplass's characters refuses to let her go they do the experiment on her and then she comes back and you realize she's continuing to have the the nightmares before except they've taken on more of a um, sinister aspect. Do you think, oh, wait, it wasn't a nightmare. Now maybe she's like being possessed yeah. or something. Now you think well, it's something uh, more.
1: this it, it plays off this idea that, you know, us as humans, we only use like, I forget the percentage they said. I, they I'm said go 10% with- of our brain yeah. and that the Lazarus we- effect made it.
0: The whole entire brain was being used.
1: Yeah. So we as humans normally we only use ten percent of the brain, but when she, when Zoe when her when Frank used the Lazarus serum on her, mm-hmm. it it opened like a hundred percent of her brain. So she becomes almost like this. Like, I don't know why I always go back to X Men and uh, um uh what's her name Phoenix Jean Grey Phoenix yeah Phoenix like. She almost becomes, like, this this mutant, almost, mm-hmm. um, because she has all these powers. She can um, hear what they're thinking. She knows what they're going to say before they say it. She, like, has all these different things that the Lazarus effect is doing to her, um, but unfortunately it's not, like, good, and she becomes evil, basically. Yeah. Um, Which... Basically, her whole <laughs> epitome of life now is to... You know, protect herself, and if someone if someone's threatening her life, yeah, she's gonna deal with them.
0: Which I don't like that now that we always some movies allude to. Okay, now that we have a hundred percent of the brain, we're you're evil. Like that's the interpretation. Yeah. Like oh, the only reason why we use ten percent is because now we're that's when you're good when you use a hundred percent you're you go bad you're evil i'm like are you just saying yeah. that people who are highly inte- intellectual could have the capa- higher risk of being well, evil
1: like i thought just think this movie just... but
0: like several other movies kind of like yeah there's that. that
1: one with them um uh scarlett johansson too where she like has ability to use like a, like a lot of oh brain. lucy yeah lucy that kind of ha- plays along the same storyline as well but she's not evil yeah. I don't think she is. She's the superhero
0: just... movie we got with Sor- Scarlett Johansson
1: mm-hmm. that we
0: didn't get with Black Widow. Yeah, <laughs> Lucy.
1: <laughs> yeah. So like this one is 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 it 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 yeah. So that's basically the whole plot line. Um, and then <laughs> I didn't. I personally okay. So this is an open ended film. It leaves. Um, we're left with this idea that there's going to be a number two. Which I haven't researched. I don't know if they've greenlit a number two. They're talking about it. They definitely yeah. opened it up for that. Yeah, way, the, the, but the ending it got, definitely. This
0: movie didn't get great reviews where I don't know if it'll get greenlit.
1: I thought it was pretty interesting. I liked it. I thought it was entertaining. I mean, would I watch it again? Probably not, unless someone else I know wants to watch it. I um,
0: really like the actors. I did not I did like too. the
1: storyline. That
0: bothered me. I thought that the characters were written for what was necessary. We didn't... We just knew, like, Evan Peters Clay was the funny guy. Don Glover's Nico liked Olivia Wilde's Zoe McConnell. Yeah, we
1: have we have the stereotypical characters. Yeah. Um, even toward the end we have the stereotypical...
0: We have the stereotypical deaths, too, you know? Yeah, like
1: getting picked off some, one by one. People were getting picked off until there was only one left. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and that one person is... There, is... there is a plot twist, though, at the end
0: yeah that plot twist was something i saw coming though
1: i I didn't (laughs) i think it changes for everyone because i was like oh i was like okay well this seems like and then when it started going it's like oh this seems too good to be true and then like we realized that uh she's um zoe is 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 putting these thoughts and these images in her mind um that aren't real and then you know she that's whatever.
0: But Which um, speaks a lot to Zoe's character because then she could she could have done anything else, but instead she decided to manipulate the situation, give that character hope. And false then false hope, yeah. Yeah, false hope, and then like Crusher, which I thought spoke more to how, how Zoe evil is now. She yeah. Is. She's yeah. like evil. She could have just like made it stop. And the, yeah, she, And another thing you, that bothered start... me was like, Sarah Bolger's Eva, I didn't understand why she became as important of a character as she did to the whole plot, like, why it was her. I thought that was, like, I thought that, I just didn't like it.
1: Yeah, she was kind of, it was kind of a questionable uh leading, like, you know, last minute hero. Yeah, Like, I feel like it could have been someone else who had more of a connection to Zoe,
0: I thought um, it should have been like Donald Glover or yeah Black, Donald Duclass. Glover
1: or Du Class yeah because they both had Du Class is obviously her fiance mm-hmm. um, and and Donald Glover had a thing for her like I feel like I feel like it should have been one of them I don't know why <laughs> we should have
0: up. been any other character but her
1: yeah because she wasn't even she, she didn't wasn't talk even to her. a scientist yeah she was the she was the recorder she was the videographer that came and recorded everything you know like i don't see why they made her so important toward the end Uh, maybe because she was the most vulnerable maybe it's more scary to leave a girl by herself than a guy you know like i don't know what their idea was behind it but um she was not the expected one yeah we can just say that but it wasn't
0: it wasn't unexpected in a way where they explained the reason you know what i mean they just it seemed like they just picked someone out of a hat like the least connected person, and then it's like, oh, maybe they'll have a connection. I'm like, they talk the least.
1: They did give them a side of a, a bit of a connection because. Um, uh, oh, the Helen. What yeah, happens Sarah, when you die? Sarah Bulger. Yeah, Sarah Bulger saw into the mind of Zoe. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow, some way, she was able to see her nightmare. Yeah. Um. So she, they gave him a connection in that sense, but it wasn't well until you know it was like the beginning of Act Three. Yeah. Like, Act 1 and Act 2, they didn't have anything between each other, um, except for this one thing. So, yeah, it was a hit-or-miss type of film. I personally would give it, on the scare scale, these are all, like, the same. Seven. I would give it a seven. I would give this one a five. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm just more scaredy-cat than
0: you <laughs> Oh Well, let's see. I watched things through my fingers. It was just... I. I think... I was watching this with my brother and we we became more confused and s- about different plot lines and different characters and we were asking more questions than we were scared because oh, okay. we had the issue and issues that takes you that takes one. you
1: that took takes you out of the experience too. Yeah. Um I think we've talked about this before. I don't remember what we were talking about but how it, it, if if you give the audience time to question why they made that decision, it takes them out of it. Um I think we talked about it with like stranger yeah.
0: things like oh
1: yeah, yeah when yeah.
0: you include stuff and we just wonder if it if it does more for what we're watching or it takes away from it and with stranger right. things I think we talked about it more in the sense of how the duffer brothers added stuff um scenes and alluded to different movies from like the mm-hmm. 80s and we're like that mm-hmm. works but for here it was just I think my brother and i were confused we we're like okay so is this like a hell versus heaven situation is she being possessed by a demon is she actually being plagued by her past is she being plagued by her past that she had to go to hell did she fizz-? a lot of things yeah. are
1: unclear as far as her nightmare because for a while, i was like well is this real like does this actually happen to her or is this just a nightmare that she always has like I, it took yeah. me a little bit to realize what was real and what wasn't um so, yeah, I did get kind of that feeling a little bit, probably not as much. Um, yeah. I was watching it by myself, so I was kind of like, okay, let's just see where this goes. Like, um, But, I mean, as far as the movie as a whole, I would give it, like, an average film. I would give it, like, a like a 6 or a 7.
0: Um, I, I'm back to a 5. I did not like okay. this. I didn't like this film as much. I thought they could have done a lot more, especially with the cast, and that the storyline, the whole story and the plot was just it was just too thin it seemed like a short film that got um, a short film that got turned into a full a full movie like it just didn't have enough to get you to each spot so that's why things ended up being longer like when you brought up the point of the act one um going into act two i thought it's just because they had too much filler and they didn't know good pacing Mm Mm-hmm for me. And I I'm not going to lie, I was kind of pissed that Donald Glover was killed off first. So was I cuz he was the one I wanted to see the most. Exactly, cuz he like okay, I get it. Evan Peters is the jokester. Like mm. he's not going to he's not going to deliver much more. But I thought they could have done more with him because he is secretly in love with her. So I felt like they could have done where he tries to save her, redeem her and then he realizes no, she's just lost. Yeah. Like, come on, you kill the black guy first.
1: <laughs> I was like, seriously? Uh, and you have Donald you Glover. Huh? Yeah, I was waiting for you to bring that up. I know,
0: I, I was always going to bring it up. I was just didn't want it to be the first thing out of my mouth.
1: <laughs> no, like, I, I when that happened, I was like, oh, Lohana is going to bring up something about this. This is hilarious. Like, yes. Because, I mean, it always happens in, like, these films. But, um, I no, I think, yeah, I, think happened, they... I'm
0: gonna tell, I was like, I'm going to tell Laura they killed the black guy first. They didn't kill the funny guy first. They killed the black guy first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i i personally think they had a great cast oh yes, and the cast did great with what they were given mm-hmm. um i have nothing negative to say about the acting i thought the acting was fine um
0: acting was so good like you said Olivia i think i like, to do more stuff like this
1: there um but as far as story it was it did miss it was a hit and miss and they missed more than hit yeah, but um, I thought it was entertaining. If you're looking just for an interesting storyline and, and you want to give this a try, I think you should watch it. I think it's I think it was entertaining. It kept yeah. me intrigued. I wasn't bored at all throughout mm-hmm. any of it. Um, yeah, it so. doesn't
0: bring anything new or refreshing, but it does Mm-mm. definitely give you a movie. Yeah, it's a it's it's a movie. It's entertaining. You don't come away yeah. with anything, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. I just and it's intriguing to say for sure like as i was just more confused and i think that's how i i unfortunately decided to take the movie i questioned more than i should have Instead
1: of just right, and taking happens. it for what it was, <laughs> and ha- yeah, it happens. Yeah, and, um, it, it probably happened not just to you, probably plenty of other people. It's happened too. But um... <laughs>
0: my brother's like, "Why are we watching this?" I'm like, "Look, I have been assigned this movie, and let's just be happy that Evan Peters and Donald Glover's here."
1: <laughs> also, yes, I was super excited when I saw that Evan Peters, mainly because I'm kind of on a high from EHS right now, and I love Evan Peters. As Quicksilver in the yes. the X Men movies,
0: yeah, yes, Evan Peters. I am totally on that high right now. Where yeah. I'm
1: just like, I love. I'm on. I'm he on. Does. I'm on the Evan Peters bandwagon. I don't think I'll get, be getting off for a while because I love him um even so in I this was...
0: movie he was just like a jokester and stuff but when he was confronting olivia wilde's character um zoe when he was confronting her like you could see the depth of his acting because he was just that chill guy who played video games and stuff and lived a good life but when his when stuff got real he he was the first one to question it like he was yeah. inte- you could see why he was a scientist why he's intelligent you know he just yeah, didn't take he, things for what um... it was
1: he, 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 you can't have, you can't hide his acting skills. Like, oh, yes. there's no way. You give him an intense scene, he's gonna throw, he's gonna hit it out of the park. And he did. Um, he wasn't know, right. just this stupid character, he was, he was very intelligent. Matter yeah. of fact, he's the one that figured out the last string of information that they needed to get the serum to work. So, I mean, like, he, he was very, very intelligent, and I love him. And he was great. And I would say watch this movie if you're a Evan Peters bandwagoner or just love him. Watch it because he's great in it. Um,
0: yeah, definitely watch this movie to see um, different sides of these actors. They were really good. Olivia Wilde yeah. killed it with her character. You know, um, mm-hmm. even though the story isn't that great, it's not obviously it's not terrible that these actors no. signed on. And I wasn't at the end of it. I didn't think oh, I wasted my time or anything. I was very much pleased. I'm like, yes, Olivia Wilde, please play more scary characters because she did this, um... Oh, I think let's... I didn't ask you what your favorite and least favorite parts were. I mean, we did it with the other f- movies. I know, we should do it with the last one. Uh, <laughs> my
1: favorite scene... My, my favorite scene is when, um... I don't even know. Oh, my gosh. You want me to go then? <laughs> you go first. Let me think for a second. Okay.
0: So I'm going to start off with my favorite was Evan Peters' basic uh, confronting Zoe or Clay com- confronting Zoe about um, where Nico was that he was mm-hmm. missing and that he's like yelling at her. And then his e gets shoved down her throat due to her powers and the smile she gives while they're all freaking out over him and trying to save him was the creepiest smile of that whole entire (sighs) thing that (laughs) scene scared me the most because i'm like oh this girl is cray she is cray now like she's she's officially gone into the villain of the story like we officially cannot trust her yes right. she. yes she has killed um a character nico by now because that's what they were he's missing but the fact that she was smiling as she was killing someone because the other one seemed she was more remorseful or angry this one mm-hmm. seemed like she has accepted where she is and she's okay with it and i think my least favorite was um um killing the black guy first come on people
1: it is 2016 he died terrible too, man. He had a terrible death. Nico he, had a uh, RIP Nico. I know
0: RIP Nico didn't deserve <laughs> what happened. I literally think him and the videographer could have switched roles.
1: I, yeah, I think yeah.
0: because he, you could understand why he would care so much and try to make her happy and everything and try to save her because he was and in it love would love also her. Give, and it, it would have been more also... tragic.
1: It also gives enough reasoning as to why she would leave him for last. Yeah, um, which puts more depth to her story too. Yeah. Um, okay, my favorite scene was when I, I personally like the ha- like the the flaming building scenes. Oh yeah, those were really um, well because done. we we hit we, we we get a very important piece of information when she's she finally sees what the little 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 Zoe was holding, mm-hmm. um, and we, we realize that Zoe did start the fire when she was younger mm-hmm. on an accident. Um, so I do like all the I do like all the burning building scenes. My least favorite scene is when they freaking psyched me out at the end. I didn't like that the whole mind, you know, this false idea of false hope and freedom and being saved I didn't like that yeah um, it, I didn't like the ending very much yeah. I mean granted they did it for a reason they're trying to open it up for another movie but you know this one
0: and the awakening the ending could have been a yeah. lot better guys could have been yeah you should have taken had it a, from Hush
1: Hush had a different a, dif- a, a decent ending
0: yeah yeah. because you knew for me I knew she Hush she was gonna make it out of it and but I like how it was done it's always how is it how is it going to be done? That's the most important question. Then, what's happening? Because you could kind of tell at the beginning that she's probably going to make it. You're
1: just there for the ride.
0: Um, right.
1: Out of all of these, which one was your favorite? Oh, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go with the Awakening. Still, I, I like, I like that the overall tone of the mm-hmm. kind of Children of the Corn esque things, old school horror.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I liked, I liked the Awakening the most.
0: No, that's a. That's a really good one. I My favorite was Hush just because of how different it was. And I mm. liked the actress. The only thing for me was I wish some of the shots were tighter to create a more sense of anxiety and panic.
1: Mm. A little bit more zoomed in, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: but other than that, I thought it was such an interesting um, story. Like, it tells of a whole... It's not the typical girl gets stuck in the woods yeah. or something it's like you this is different parts of society these are real people and it can happen to them too and i yeah. really like that and i like that yeah. i like the guy was just excuse me but like batshit crazy that's it <laughs> there's
1: no other way to explain it he had no reasoning there's nothing he, more scarier than a than a, than a sociopath He just likes to kill for fun
0: yeah not like hannibal lecter like batshit crazy but like he was just somebody that you probably could read about in the news
1: Mm-hmm. And that's what
0: yeah, scared me the most. Realistic. Yeah, it was realistic. Yeah,
1: yeah. So if you guys have seen any of these threes, let us know which one is your favorite. If you haven't and you've seen other movies on Netflix, horror movies, let us know which ones your favorite. Yeah, there's still like two weeks left in October. We need more movies to fill up our time. And if and... you have
0: a film that or a movie, TV show that you want us. Um, to check up on tweet us at the nerd mix or follow us on twitter and see um, other ones that pop up or follow us on facebook
1: Mm-hmm. let us know what scares the crap out of you because we would like to know and watch and get well me personally i would like to get the crap scared out of i don't know about honey
0: um i like halloween horror nights uh please do not <sighs> send us the scene at and put it on autoplay Just for the sake of my heart, just, you know, a nice simple link. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yes, yes, yes. Sender, start sending her memes and gifs. Like, we just want all that. Oh, my gosh. Um, But, yeah, let us know until next month when we have another video out. Have a great Halloween. Have a safe Halloween. Um, And I am Laura. I'm Lohani. And that's it for us at the Nerd Mix. Have a good week, you guys.